Well, welcome to the Hunt Backcountry podcast today, guys. We got kind of a, a different episode, uh, a surprise episode. You may be expecting, you know, one of our full length feature episodes that we tend to do on Wednesdays with a guest. But uh, today it's just Steve and I, almost like a, a Monday minute. Uh, but instead, we're talking about something cool we're launching today in terms of a giveaway, just to say thank you to Exo Mountain Gear customers. And so we know that many of you listening to the podcast uh, have supported Exo Mountain Gear this year and wanted to make sure we communicated that to you guys. But uh, Steve, begin to like share a little bit about the giveaway, maybe some of the history. Of, if people are new maybe to Exo Mountain Gear in years past, we've done things like Christmas cards. Last year we did a really fun surprise giveaway. Maybe tell people about that and uh, just kind of lay some context for this one. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, A, I'm a... Uh, Christmas nerd. Uh, <laughs> 36 year old grown man. I do love Christmas and, and, uh, you know, just great memories as a child of Christmas. And, and it's been really fun having little kids, uh, you know, exposing my daughter to, to Christmas and like seeing that click this year has been really fun. She's four. So like interest in Santa Claus and all that stuff, you know? And, um, but yeah, so that's kind of the, the history of every year since we started EXO, we've always done, a Christmas card that we sent out, um, to our customers at the end of the year. And it was basically, um, anyone who purchased a pack from this that year, um, the first couple of years we tried to do, or we did do like little gifts. Um, like one year it was, um, I had found these single serve Tapatio packets that were just freaking awesome to throw in, um, in like a mountain house meal or something like that. So we sent out a little Christmas card with that. Um, another year we did little coffee packets, um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of, I know there were some other ones in there. Um, and then one year we did decal with a Christmas card and, you know, it's gotten, it's definitely gotten a lot more challenging because when, you know, the first couple of years were pretty small company and, and obviously we've been growing for the last seven years. So, uh, it's, it's getting more and more challenging to execute it, but, um, yeah, we just, uh, you know, it's always a great time of year to reflect back and say, thank you. Um, Exo's always done, um, a Christmas party every year. Uh, it started out pretty small and then we started doing it in the warehouse where we had like three, 400 people show up, which those are really, really fun events. Unfortunately with COVID this year, it'll be the first year that we don't do one. Um, but yeah, that kind of led into you and I, you know, the, this year has just been so, so chaotic. Um, but also been a, a fantastic year for EXO as a company. Um, lots of people were wanting to get out and go hunting and, and, uh, pack sales were, through the roof. Um, so, you know, you and I sat down a couple of weeks ago and started reviewing, uh, you know, what could we do this year? What could, you know, what could we do that's kind of special and unique and, and, um, pretty sure it was you that came up with this idea. So you, why don't you take it from there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th I was thinking of last year, we did a, a surprise where we, we basically had prizes in pack systems that nobody knew about. So some of you guys will remember that or maybe seen, but essentially in our k3 pack systems behind the lumbar pad there's these lumbar shims which are you know kind of a design feature of the pack to customize the the fit and feel of the lumbar pad and we had taken a box of i think a thousand plus of those little shim pieces and we picked some at random and put a sticker on there and then that shim unless you happen to access it in the pack like it's not visible and so last christmas we kind of had the surprise of like hey you know thanks to everyone who woke who purchased a pack this year go check your pack and you may have already won this prize like if you have this decal or this sticker in there which was really fun 
Um, and only one person <laughs> before Christmas had actually seen that. I got an email, I think, from a guy in like October of last year. He was like, hey, I was adjusting my lumbar pad and I there's this sticker in here and it says <laughs> second place on it. And it, <laughs> it's signed by Mark and Steve. Like, what is this? And uh, so I basically had to tell him, I'm like, uh, I'll let you know, but hang off a little bit. <laughs> I'll let you know around Christmas. So that, you know, we had that idea and we those prizes were just uh, different gear items from uh, from companies that we use uh, and gear that we use. And so I want to take that same approach this year of um, just giving you guys an opportunity to win some gear. Um, and then for everybody, we also have a new decal um, that was designed by an artist. And so anyone who's purchased from Exo Mountain Gear this year uh, can go sign up. There'll be a link in the show description and anyone who made that purchase and just submits this form and the only reason we're having you submit the form is just to make sure we get your correct mailing address um, and we'll send everyone one of those decals and then by doing that you'll also be uh, entered to win the gear so we'll talk about the gear here in a second but just want to make sure that everyone understands if you made any order from exo mountain gear this year in 2020 as a thank you we'll send you know each of you uh, that decal, which is, it's cool. We had some printed and they turned out great. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be happy to send those to you. In terms of uh, prizes, man, let's just hit on the list. Essentially, we um, we chose everything here specifically by reaching out to uh, brands and, you know, to gear makers that you and I personally use and like and want to support Steve and uh, to kick things off, kind of the the grand prize, a fun prize, and we don't even have the full details. Like we're we're in the waiting uh, to hear all about is a new for 2021 Hoyt bow. Uh, if you guys have looked at Hoyt this year, um, they haven't announced their new for 21 hunting bows yet. They're going to do that in January. Uh, but I was chatting with Hoyt, and I was like, Hey, I don't even know what the specs are. I don't know what you're releasing. Uh, but can we get a 2021 Hoyt bow to give away? Um, and so that's that's one of the prizes to kind of kick things off is one of their new bows, which will, you know, like I said, we're right there with you guys listening, excited to see what they come out with in January. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a great prize to get somebody. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm stoked to stoked to see what they release. Yeah. So yeah, that's coming. Um, unfortunately, I can't tell you what it's going to be, what it's going to be called, what the specs are, because again, we're waiting to see. So uh, we'll we'll get those guys on in 2021 as well to talk about the new bow lineup. But uh, to continue down the list, we're going to give away a pair of boots from Hanwag. Um, again, this is going to be a brand new for 2021 model called the Hanwag Makra Trek GTX. Uh, which I was talking with Johnny from uh, Hanvag, and they have a Makra boot out now, uh, but it's basically going to go through some updates, changes to outsole, midsole, construction. And so this new Makra Check GTX uh, is, again, not out yet, but will be here soon in 2021. And I got to take an advanced look at them. But uh, yeah, maybe just hit, you know, part of what we wanted to do with each of these prizes, again, is like feature stuff that you and I use steve uh and have been impressed with so the boots from hanvag are you know newer to us this fall some of you guys might have heard about our experiences with them on the podcast like with our rifle elk hunt and things like that but definitely a lot of potential i see and we'll be picking up some more hanvags uh, for future hunts i know i will steve 
Yeah, I've been uh, really impressed with those Oliver Stones so far. Uh, I, I haven't. I just had a guy message me on Instagram asking, like, if you had to pick one boot, you know, and I'm like, I don't have the answer yet. Uh, like, but so far, I've been really impressed with those Oliver Stones. I haven't, I haven't done what you did with those when you borrowed them from me and killed your elk, and you know, we logged all those miles, and and uh, you got to kind of put them through some rough country. I've done some short little hunts and and some hikes and stuff like that but i haven't done like a full-on you know rough uh multiple day mountain hunt in them yet just to see if any hot spots developed but the construction and everything i've just been very very impressed with them so far and they're they're like for a full eight plus inch tall leather boot I, they're uh for me it's like putting a slipper on i don't know how to describe it but my feet are just really comfortable inside of them um they're just like, it, it's uh, like I've worn them to the office a couple of days and it's just like, I, I don't know. I can't describe it. They're very, very comfortable. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's another, um, you know, Johnny's a, a friend of yours, Steve, who's working with Hanvag now. Um, and we'll definitely get him on the podcast, not only because we want to chat more about boots, but the dude's an absolute stud uh, backcountry <laughs> yeah. hunter and definitely yeah. has some stories to share. So. Uh, yeah, more to come on those, but again, this, uh, these new boots should be great and we'll definitely keep running them ourselves. So again, another prize for you guys. The next thing, um, just going down the list in no particular order here is, um, reached out to SIG, SIG Sauer, uh, and got a rangefinder for you guys. Um, even as recently as I think our just latest Monday minute, Steve, we were talking about rangefinders and, um, mm -hmm. we had been running the SIG stuff and really liked it. Um, so we reached out to those guys and they were kind enough to offer rangefinder um, as a prize for you. So again, we've, we've talked about that even here recently, but essentially just definitely a step up, um, in terms of their rangefinders from what we had been using just in terms of speed and accuracy. And I think when it comes to, I'll call it the advanced features of, you know, the possibilities you have with their BDX system, which is how a rangefinder can talk with their scopes and all that, which you've used some, uh, Steve, I haven't used too much, but we'll hear soon. But even aside from the BDX and that connection between devices, uh, one thing that's been, you know, I want to use the phrase like game changer, and I don't use that as like, uh, just a phrase, like it's true, is just having the ability to range with their ballistic solver built into the rangefinder and for rifle hunting to not only get a yardage, but to get the specific dial up, you know, in uh, mills yeah. or in MOA to your specific rifle, your specific load and all that. Like that's, yeah, I mean, take the Bluetooth and the BDX and all that away, which is great. And just being able to range and go, this is 400 yards and it's, you know, 3.8 MOA boom and know that and know that it's dialed to your system like that's it, it's gonna yeah. be hard for me to ever go back to just having yardage again yeah no it's a it's a incredible system I've been very 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 impressed with it yeah and then I got to take um obviously their uh their rangefinder uh tying into the rifle scope is illegal here in Idaho uh, but I got to take that up on the sheep hunt and obviously didn't get to pull the trigger on an animal but I definitely played with it and, and a lot just testing it. And man, it's, um, for me, you know, kind of novice rifle guy, uh, it's just such a killer system. Uh, and you don't have to, um, you know, one thing that's kind of frustrating about MOA, um, dialing is, is it's not 
Um, I think Mills is a lot more precise, right? Um, smaller adjustments where MOAs, you know, sometimes you're uh, say it's a 550 yard shot and it's calling for, you know, 8.7 or 8.6 MOA. And so it's like, okay, you got to pick between 8.5 or 8.75. And you look in, I look in my app, um, the difference in drop is like 10 inches between those two. Um, it's really dropping at that distance, right? Um, we're on the, with the SIG, it's just putting that dot exactly where you want to be instead of kind of, instead of you having this like, okay, do I want to hit high or do I want to hit low? Like which one of these do I want to dial? Um, so yeah, it's just like, I, I really like that. And then I also, um, I think, um, I have a, I've noticed I've had, have a tendency to cant the rifle when I'm shooting. Like I kind of, I'll, I've got a level on top of the, the rings. Um, but once I kind of like, I level it and then once I kind of like really dig in and, and just start focusing on the reticle and what I may not start squeezing the trigger. Like there's just this natural, I kind of start leaning to the right. Uh, and in that SIG, it has that anti-cant system built into it where um, it basically gives you an arrow on the far left and far right of the horizontal crosshair. Um, and just basically a little freaking red arrow pops up. It says, you know, uh, points up or points down and says, tells you which way you need to can't scope to be level again. Uh, and especially in the, in that sheep country, it was just like, you know, again, all the times I was playing with it, it was like, that is just freaking awesome. I, I, I remember with our podcast we did with Darren Cooper, where he was talking about like one degree a cant at a thousand yards is like 10 inches. And I'm like, son of a, like, <laughs> how am I ever going to be freaking accurate? Perceive one that. degree. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, cause you cut that in half. So one degree at 500 yards is five inches. Um, so you can miss five inches left or right just by barely canting your gun. I mean, that's not even almost not perceivable. Right. Um, and in the SIG app, you can set it to, um, notify you at half a degree or one degree, what you need to do. And so I, oh, I didn't realize that. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. You can actually set the sensitivity of it. Um, so I set it, 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 I think it comes at one and I set it to half, um, which is a little, you know, it's, it's obviously like perfect for accuracy. Um, but it's also like, it's freaking sensitive. sensitive. So when you're yeah. in the scope, like you're, you're sitting in there and all of a sudden the arrow pops up and you just barely, barely move it and it goes away. So it's like, it's kind of a, a balance there. I think of being maybe overly sensitive at, at half, um, mm -hmm. where it's like, it's distracting from you, you know, while you're in the shot process. Um, but still, yeah, such a awesome system. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm just going to set up a gun with that scope on it and anytime I'm not hunting in Idaho or, <laughs> or the only other state that's not allowed, I'll be, I'll be taking that with me. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Cruising down the list, we have a bino harness from FHF gear. Um, again, if you guys have tuned into recent podcast episodes, we had Paul, uh, from FHF gear on the podcast recently, not only to talk about FHF and the backstory there that I was personally curious about, but to talk about, an awesome sheep hunt that he had this year in Montana. So you guys may have just heard from Paul and like the story of FHF and reached out to him after that podcast and he sent over a bino harness. So that's something you and I have both been running, Steve, and it's been, uh, it's been fun for me to watch you like, cause in, in years past, you've always been, you know, yeah. kind of, I don't want to say completely against, but didn't like, fully enclosed bino harnesses and used to just run like the, that Rick young, essentially yeah. just the bungee straps. But I think now the more you've been exposed to them and used them, you know, you've seen more value in them a bit. Yeah. My initial, I think it was an FHF harness. I was up, I uh, went up to Bozeman um, man, years ago. I think it was like for a 
full draw film tour party or something like that. And a friend of mine uh, went to a, there happened to be an archery shoot going on. So we went into the shoot and I borrowed it and it was a hot that day. And I just remember like sweating, right. I was just like wearing just a t-shirt and had this sweat patch underneath it. Uh, and then, so I didn't like that. And then I didn't like um, having to get uh, just, you know, the, it's just an extra step to get the binos in and out. Um, and then I tried them again on, borrowed another one for a scouting trip and just kind of the same deal as scouting, scouting for deer. It's early season. It's hot. Um, and it just, it was kind of a, I just didn't like it. Um, you know, again, from like, a just felt claustrophobic. Like I'm hiking up the mountain and it's just like one more thing attached to my body where I want ventilation. Um, but yeah, I definitely, uh, you know, got a harness from Paul. I think my first hunt with it was this spring bear hunting and, um, it, uh, paid for itself immediately because it basically rained on us every single day and i just uh, you know it was definitely nice just to always have your optics dry um you know every time you pull them out they were dry and clear and you use them to glass and then kind of wipe them off they get a little wet and then tuck them back in there um so that on that trip i was like okay i I do really like the harness for these conditions where it's going to be raining a lot um and then uh yeah and then i think the next time up was was going sheep hunting with them and I did appreciate um, being able to store extra cartridges in them uh, for my gun. Um, just having those access to it where I didn't, didn't have to have them in my pocket rattling around. Um, and I had, <laughs> it actually worked out because I was testing a, a prototype pack that I was working on. Uh, and I didn't, um, our, hip, our current hip belt pouch wouldn't attach to it because um, we obviously have our cartridge insert for the hip belt pouch. But it's just like in a hurry to get the prototype done. I didn't have anything on the side of the, of the belt to attach a hip belt pouch to. So I'm sitting there with all these, you know, my uh, bullets in my hand going, where am I going to freaking put these? And I was like, Oh, I got this pouch in the bite harness. And I loved it. You know, the rest of the used it for that whole sheep hunt, use that same setup on our rifle elk hunt. Um, so just having those extra cartridges right there was super handy. Um, yeah. And that, so I've just been impressed with it. I think, um, if it was an early season mule deer hunt, September bow hunt, uh, I'd probably still go back to my Rick young harness. I love that system for the simplicity. And when it's nice, uh, when it's dry, hot weather, I think I prefer that. But anytime I'm looking at uh, rifle hunting and, or inclement weather, where it's going to be raining and snowing, uh, to me, that bino harness pays dividends, just keeping your optics dry. So, yeah, cool. Um, next up Spartan precision, uh, We've been running the bipeds for quite a while now. I think I've had mine maybe three years. And, you know, prior to running one of these bipods, I just, I understood the benefit of bipods and I used them to shoot at the range and what have you, but I just hardly ever took one into the field and just didn't like the idea of having added weight and bulk to my rifle and then carrying around that weight and bulk for, you know, days and miles and then maybe using it for two minutes or maybe not mm-hmm. using it at all. Cause I'm not in a position where I'm going to take a shot from a bipod support. And, uh, man, the, the Spartan bipod has definitely changed the game there where you have this super light bipod carbon fiber, and you just don't have to leave it attached. Um, it works out perfect. Uh, what I do personally is leave it in one of the lower side stretch pockets, um, on our packs. And I can just literally just have it there. It's always there. And if a shot opportunity comes up or if I want to put the bipod on the rifle, we'll just reach back, pull it out of the pocket, has that magnetic um, connection to the rifle. And it's just so seamless and so light. And so that's, it's 
definitely changed the way I look at bipods in general um, and just love what they're up to. And if you guys haven't heard it, we did a podcast with uh, Rob Geary, and he's the founder of Spartan Precision. Um, it was episode 177. Was and, a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a while yeah. ago. So if you're newer to the podcast and haven't heard it, it, and I'm not saying this to go like hear about Spartan or to hear about bipods, but just to hear about Rob and his mindset and his story, uh, because he has a hunting background, yes, but he's also a mountaineer and just has extensive uh, experience outdoors, uh, very adventurous, has done some crazy things. And he just had a lot to say about like mindset and risk and fear and discomfort. So uh, yeah, you can obviously check out the product, but definitely go check out that podcast as well. It was episode 177. Um, yeah. Anything else to add on those bipods, Steve? Yeah, it's, it's such a uh, beautiful, clean, lightweight system. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, the bipod, um, is something that when you need it, you need it. But the, the reality of it is it's, you know, I don't know. It's for a uh, moment. It's for a moment. Well, it's for a moment, but it's, it's very situational, right? Like when you're in the mountains hunting, um, it's pretty rare. You've got nice flat ground to lay on and slap a bipod out. Right. Uh, you're like, that's where the, the, we'll get to here in a minute, the wiser precision quick sticks to attach to trekking poles. Um, you know, those are fantastic system because they give you a lot more versatility, obviously not as not going to be near as stable as, as slapping the Spartan on. So if, if you've got flat ground and you can lay out and, and, uh, you know, you got a long shot, that Spartan, uh, that's where that system is just so awesome. It's, you're talking a couple ounces. It's not attached to your gun all the time. It's there when you need it and not when you don't. Um, and then, you know, I, I've, I have, uh, well, frankly, I haven't used it killing an animal yet with my gun. Like every situation. I thought you been... shot your caribou off of it. Oh, I did. You're right. Yeah. 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 No, you're I right. Got your back, Steve. Yeah. You got me. And I have very <laughs> terrible memory. So yeah, I did shoot my caribou with it. Um, where I, yeah, I was up on this little rocky flat plateau and the caribou was, you know, a few hundred yards out there down below me. And yeah, it was fantastic. Um, but like my bear this spring, I ended up shooting off my pack. Uh, the elk was off the quick sticks. Um, what else have I killed? Uh, Kodiak last year. Uh, one was off a tree limb for that deer. The other one was oh, off the right. quick sticks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think when you, it is an incredibly valuable tool when the situation arises that you can use it, but to have this heavy, you know, other, other bipods are one pound, two pounds to have that permanently attached to the end of your gun for the, you know, 10 to 30% chance that you're going to use it just doesn't make a lot of sense, especially if you're backpack cutting, we're saving mm -hmm. that weight and not having that bulk on the end of your gun that you're packing around in your hand all day long. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of the system. It's, it's fantastic. Right. For sure. Yeah. And outside of hunting, I mean, if I'm doing low development or just practicing at the range, whether I'm shooting bench yeah. or prone, I'm using that thing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I'm sure for the, the, the guy who's out, uh, doing PRS series and stuff like that, or, you know, casually shooting. Yeah. Every, every time I go sight in, I'm using that thing. It's, it's awesome. Have a rear bag and, and that, and, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's killer. Yep. And they too, I mean, one thing I know that's held up guys in the past is the suckers aren't cheap. Um, you know, they're using carbon fiber and like premium components and have that proprietary mounting system and all that. But one thing that's been cool to see over the last couple of years since I've started using them, 
is when I started using them, they had, I think, one, essentially one model. And they had it in a short and a tall, so they had like a variant. But now they have um, like their light and then their pro. And so they basically have, you know, a different feature set and different price points. So, you know, if you're looking to get into one on more of a budget, you can do that now. And then if you want like all the features, all the bells and whistles, you know, in the premium product, you can do that too. So whereas before there was always, you kind of had to make that jump, um, you know, to that price point. Now, not in terms of reduced quality, but just in terms of some reduced adjustability features, they have, you know, more of a budget option too. So whatever your needs are there, um, you can check those out for sure. Um, you mentioned the quick stick, Steve, uh, for guys who aren't aware, we're giving away some of those. We're actually giving away two sets of those and they come with, um, trekking poles from SNS archery. Uh, since you mentioned them, Steve, go ahead and explain them for guys who maybe <laughs> heard you mention them, but didn't fully understand it. And then, uh, hit on the poles as well. Cause those are something that you put together, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the trekking poles real quick, they're the SNS archery branded ones. Um, I kind of went to a manufacturer and, and uh, this was quite a few years ago now, just picked out like, you know, they basically have this catalog of components and, and I wanted to build the the lightest yet the, the strongest trekking pole that I could and was able to kind of mix and match parts to to do it. Then we ran prototypes for a year uh, and then released it. And I want to say it was probably 16 that we prototyped, 16 or 17. And then they've been for sale for the last three years. And yeah, we've continued to kind of improve on them and um, make them better every year. Um, and yeah, it's just been, a, they're crazy light and, and strong and, and simple. We, we do a twist, um, lock feature instead of a lever lock because they're, uh, it's less kind of when they're on your pack, you don't have all the, the levers and, and metal parts kind of catching on stuff. They just slide in and out of pockets easier and, and a super stable system. And, and if, uh, they do, if you do have an issue with the twist lock, you actually just loosen it up and pull it out and then fix it and then push it back together. It's just a really clean simple system they've been a great product for us so um the quick sticks from wiser precision we've talked about plenty on the podcast uh it's basically two little circular clamps that clamp onto the trekking poles each trekking pole right below the handles and and one has a kind of a male receiver the other side has a female um and you just click them together and then rotate it at uh, like 30 degree angle so it locks the two trekking poles together um and uh and just you, you get an instant um, bipod while you're out there in the field. And obviously it's your trekking pole, so they can get, you know, uh, four feet tall or they could be 24 inches off the ground, depending on how you set it up. So just uh, um, from a rifle hunting perspective, it's an absolutely invaluable tool, in my opinion, um, for the one and a half to two ounces that they weigh. Um, it's just an absolute no brainer. And I think they're what are they? Thirty nine bucks retail. 50 yeah, bucks at the most it's yeah, yeah it's like they're, 39 36 something like they're that. not they're not an overly expensive product it's just a no-brainer for me um a side benefit that i really like is i will um click the two to get when i when it's just attached to my pack and i'm just hiking through the mountains i'll attach the two together um and so that like i can't accidentally accidentally lose a trekking pole right it can't like slide out of a, of a strap or something like that the two are kind of fixed together and and they carry really nice on the pack that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think those have, you know, obviously things like bipods and all that, whether you're talking about, you know, we talked about the Spartan, but any general bipod, like that's one of the standard shooting supports that, uh, guys would add to a rifle or tend to think of most prevalently. But as you mentioned before, Steve, like sometimes those shooting opportunities just don't present themselves in the field and not that the quick sticks apply to every situation, but I've shot more 
in the field off of quick sticks than I have off of a bipod. And, yeah. you know, same goes for even a pack, really. Um, so some of that's obviously terrain and situation dependent. But I would say if if you don't yet have something to get you especially into that, like, mid-height position where you're potentially seated or kneeling or what have you, like, you're not standing, but... You know, you can't get prone. Like the quick sticks can adapt to those um, situations so well, and it's yeah. really handy. Yeah, I, I was obviously introduced to them just last year in Kodiak when we went there, and you had them, and it was like, I mean, without them, you're SOL up there. <laughs> like, there's just talk about not being able to use a bipod. Good luck, like in that, especially that first five hundred, a thousand feet of of the mountain where it's just nothing but uh, chest high brush. Like it's just not getting a freaking bipod out. So to me, it's like. Um, yeah, it's just one of those products that's like uh, a bipod is awesome when you when you can use it, but the the quick stick is just way more versatile. Um, so that with that system with the Spartan of super lightweight and not permanently attached to the gun, and then having the quick sticks, you're literally covered for every situation out there in the field. And the two products together, you're talking four or five ounces. I mean, it's just a no brainer. Yeah. On the firearm side, but nothing to do with the hunting rifle. Um... For sidearms, we got an ivory holster to give away as well. Uh, again, listeners of the podcast may very well be familiar with that. If you haven't checked out or kind of heard the story behind the ivory holsters, um, we chatted with Gabriel from Ivory Holster back in, let's see, what episode was this? Monday Minute number 22. Uh, I have no idea how old that is, but probably a couple of years old as well. Um, and we talked about the holster and then basically how it came together, because essentially... Uh, it's something that we had design input on. We don't, uh, when Gabriel first, first reached out to us, uh, he wasn't like fishing for anything, but he just like flat out asked me, he's like, Hey, have you ever like thought about what changes you would make to a holster to work on your pack? And I was like, yeah, I've thought about that, you know, a fair amount because I'd used numerous holsters and almost any holster can mount to our pack, but that doesn't mean that you know, your standard holster, whether that's, you know, inside the waistband, outside the waistband is going to be ideal for pack use. And so I was like, yeah, man, here's six ideas or like six thoughts that I had. And he's like, oh, I'd love to make something for you with, with all that implemented and send it to you to check out. And so that's honestly what we did. And then I received one and I was like, yeah, that's cool. But let's, you know, now that I see it, now that I have it, it'd be cool to do this or try that. And we went back and forth a few times and then I honestly just felt like he had nailed it with at least addressing my concerns and what I wanted to see in a holster. And then uh, he just started making them. So it's taken off. I know a lot of you guys that run our packs have looked at their holsters, but if you haven't yet, Gabriel over at Ivory Holsters um, literally is just like, it's his side business. He makes holsters in his garage, fantastic quality. Everything's made by hand, uh, you know, custom to your specific firearm. So if you have you know, a Glock 20 versus a SIG versus what have you, like he makes everything molded to your firearm with Kydex. And then there's numerous, call it like specific benefits or design features um, that make it ideal with our pack. So again, you can hear more about that in that episode or go check out his website, but uh, reached out to Gabriel and he was happy as he's done many times to uh, give you guys the opportunity to win a holster. So that's one of the prizes in there as well. Let's see what else we got, Steve. Oh, we got um, Corey from Corey Jacobson from Elk 101 uh, gave us quite a few packages to give away. So he 
um, gave us four calling packages. Each of those calling packages feature uh, a bugle tube, um, a cow call, and three diaphragms. So there's four of those packages. And then he also offered six separate one-year memberships to the University of Elk Hunting, um, which is an online course. It's it's without a doubt like the single best, most comprehensive resource to learn how to elk hunt. Uh, I know that sounds like a very strong, cheesy statement, but it's absolutely true. Um, you know, if, you, if you're one of the guys listening to this podcast who's wants to get into elk hunting or still getting into elk hunting like you're in that learning curve um the university of elk hunting online course is essentially going to answer your questions it's not going to kill a bull for you but it's going to answer your questions uh as it comes to everything from like picking a state and a unit and understanding that whole process to you know before the hunt and e-scouting and boots on the ground scouting and calling and whether you're bow hunting whether you're doing late sea like there's just content on everything elk hunting in that course so um a bunch more there in terms of those packages from Corey on elk calls and then the course so i think that's everything steve um what is that one two three four five six seven eight nine different packages but some of those there's multiples of like we got two sets of the quick sticks and the trekking poles for those elk calling packages and then six of those memberships university of elk hunting course so uh, my terrible math. I know that's at least 15 <laughs> different winners. So, so people sign up, uh, enter their information, ship the decal. And then when will they be notified if they were lucky enough to win one of the products? Yeah. So you guys do, if you're hearing this need to get on it and go get entered because we are going to pick the winners on Christmas. Um, so yeah, so go get entered again. You're just entering your email and name and shipping address so we can send the decal to the right place. Those decals won't ship until January. Um, so don't look for that right away. We're, we're going to see what the numbers are there, get those printed, get them in the mail in January for the decals. But on Christmas, uh, we will notify you guys of the winners. We'll contact the winners directly. Um, and then we'll send out like a follow-up email, um, you know, just as a, a a wide blast to everybody um, letting everyone know who the winners are so some of these uh, prizes from the companies are items that we physically have our hands on and we're going to ship you directly other prizes are going to ship straight from the company uh, obviously there's things like the 2021 Hoyt bow the 2021 Hanbag boots that are going to ship early in 21 uh, but everything else will be will be getting out to you right away as soon as we have the winner selected so um, yeah in terms of the prizes I know we kind of just gushed on gear and said all kinds of good things and that's not again there's like no paid partnership there and we purposely chose the prizes because it's things we liked and used so of course you know obviously we're gonna have good things to say about them right <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah i think um yeah i guess is is um just want to say thank you to all of our customers uh it's a uh, you know something we can do to like you know create some excitement and give back to them a little bit and you know i think um it's easy uh, when you're a consumer to, to assume companies are, you know, these big corporations and they don't care. Um, Exo is so far from that. I mean, we're truly uh, six employees. Um, we've got just such a great team right right now at the, at the office. Uh, and uh, everyone just truly appreciates our customers. And, and uh, hands down, uh, we've mentioned before, it's um, our customers are our marketing. They're, you know, it's like, 30 to 40% of our sales are because a, a buddy told their buddy about how much they like the pack. And, 
Um, that's something that, uh, that I don't take lightly. Absolutely. I think it's, it's fantastic that, uh, that we have that support from them. And so this is just a small way for us to say thank you. Yep, absolutely. So guys, if you got any questions, you can always holler. Um, you can send us an email to podcast at xmontgear.com. But in terms of entering this giveaway for customers of Exomont Gear in 2020, um, just pull up the show description in your podcast app. Wherever you're listening to this, there's going to be a link. So just click that link, um, submit that information. You'll be entered and then stand by and we'll pick some winners on Christmas. So Again, thank you to all of you guys, uh, whether you're supporting Exo Mountain Gear and have purchased, obviously, thank you. But if you're tuned into the podcast, um, you know, for that sake alone, thank you guys for tuning into that and uh, wish you all a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And we will be sure to be in touch soon.